What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more content at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk, so if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, it's been a while since I reviewed a movie, a new movie. I think the last movie that I reviewed before all of this COVID shit went down, before the Corona apocalypse, was Birds of Prey. I'm pretty sure the last movie that I watched in the theater was Birds of Prey. Wow. Holy fuck. That's a horrible movie to end on, in my opinion. I haven't been back to the theaters since Birds of Prey. That seems like forever ago. I don't even know when the next time I'll be enjoying a new movie in the theater. Hopefully Tenet, maybe uh, Dune, if it doesn't get pushed to 2021. Hopefully it comes out around Christmas. Uh, maybe uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, it comes out this weekend. But I don't even know if I'm ready to go back to the theater. But who the fuck knows? I have no idea when the next time will be that I'm actually watching a new movie in the theater. But guys, for this podcast, there's a new little streaming movie. I want to talk about called Palm Springs, which guys, in my opinion, for my money, it's the best movie of 2020 so far. I know that isn't saying much, but I also, I don't want the Corona apocalypse to undersell it either. Uh, just being a streaming movie. I don't want that to undersell it because guys, it's a really, really solid movie. And it was a nice surprise too, to get something when you're, you weren't expecting much, you know, there's going to be some new movies that hit that are solid, uh, streaming that uh, when the theaters do open, that will hit there hopefully, uh, before the year ends. But wow, man, this was just a nice surprise. You know, I love it when a movie comes out of nowhere, left filled, especially now when a, when you need a movie like this, you know, Palm Springs wasn't even on my radar. I mean, I heard about it. I knew that Hulu paid a shitload of money at Sundance for the rights. I think, actually, I think uh, right now it currently holds the record for the biggest sell of a movie at Sundance. But other than that, knowing, you know, that it did well at the festival and just the basic premise of the movie, right over my head. And now it's the most watched movie ever on Hulu. Well played, Hulu. Now I subscribe to Hulu because of Palm Springs. I still got it. They hooked me. So if you don't have Hulu, get Hulu or at least get a free trial or borrow Seth Fisher's. Actually, he fucked me. He didn't let me borrow his. That's why I had to subscribe. So do whatever you got to do so you can watch Palm Springs on Hulu. And if you've never heard of this little movie, if you have no idea, no clue what I'm talking about, it's a time loop movie. And I think originally that's why I wasn't interested in it. I figured it'd just be another Groundhog Day type movie, but then I thought about it, and I actually like all of the time loop Groundhog Day movies that I've seen, and then it hit me, well shit, what an underrated subgenre, Groundhog Day, Source Code, Edge of Tomorrow, which I just ordered the manga that it's based off of, Primer, hell, I even like Happy Death Day, I actually just went out and re-watched all of these movies, I was like, damn, I actually like this subgenre quite a bit. And then there's a few others that you can sprinkle in there. Now we can add Palm Springs to the list. I've never really thought about it. Again, guys, that, damn, it's actually pretty stacked. It's a stacked subgenre. 
I think there's enough great movies that it would probably make for a pretty decent marathon, which hopefully I'm going to try to do in December with the guys. But seriously, I've really undersold the genre or the, or the subgenre. These time loop movies are a lot of fun, especially when they're done right. And Palm Springs does it right. Let's see if I can sell you guys on the idea. Again, I'm going to get into spoilers, so pause the episode if you don't want it ruined. But basically, Palm Springs, you have some strangers who meet at a wedding at Palm Springs. There's this magical cave out in the desert. And if you walk through that magical cave, you get stuck in a 24-hour time loop. Pretty basic. Pretty basic time loop shit. But I think what I like the most about Palm Springs is its attention to detail, the world building, the movie rules, committing to those movie rules, and how they don't explain the mythology of the time loop or this magical cave. It's just there. You wake up every day at the same place you woke up the previous day. Your 24-hour time loop ends after the 24 hours or when you fall asleep. And if you're having a really shitty day, you can reset your day by killing yourself. But something that's really cool is pain is real. Like, I like that beat in the script. They could have probably just went right over that, just ignored that part of the uh, of the mythology of the movie. Uh, but pain is real. So if you're going to kill yourself to reset your day, you better do it right. Or you could spend the entire day and night in agonizing pain if you don't do the job right. Um... And you don't have to relive the wedding party if you don't want to. You can drive, fly, swim, far away from the wedding. You can make it out of Palm Springs, but after 24 hours, you're right back in bed. And I love how we're never told how long the main character has been stuck in the time loop. A few years? Has it been five years? Ten years? Um, he's been there long enough to give up on ever getting out of the time loop. He's jaded. And he's been stuck so long in the loop, he's tried everything. And yes, I do mean everything. Watch the movie. <laughs> and there's dinosaurs. They might be psychedelic dinosaurs, but there's dinosaurs. And if that doesn't sell you, I think it's a refreshing romantic comedy. Perfect date night movie. I don't know how many romantic comedies I've seen uh, with my wife where you just want to roll your eyes at the screen and out of your head. Not here. There's a sweetness to this movie. And at its core, it's it's about owning your shit. Like sometimes we get stuck in life. We've all been there. We make mistakes. But we can break through those patterns and become better human beings. We can inspire to be better. We don't have to be stuck. We just have to find that right person to help us through the shit. Owning our shit and becoming better people. I think that's a cool message. It's a refreshing romantic comedy. And the two leads, Andy Samberg and Kristen Milotti, knock it out of the park. Andy Samberg is having a blast in this movie. I've always been a fan of his music and his contribution to Lonely Island. Not so much his movies. Hit or miss with me. But he is so comfortable in this role. I think it's a turning point in his career, in my opinion. And uh, Kristen Milotti is so charming. This is my first time watching anything with her in it, but I thought she was lovely. I think that's the word to sum up her performance. Lovely. Um, it also stars J.K. Simmons in a supporting role. J.K. Simmons is always great. I don't care if the movie that he's in sucks. He's always great. You can always count on J.K. Simmons to turn in a great supporting character, a great supporting role. He's great in this, 
And his character brings a, an interesting dynamic to the movie. I'm spoiling a lot in this quick review talking about magic caves and shit. But I'm going to leave him unspoiled in case you haven't seen it because I like how he fits into the equation. It's another great beat. It's another great part of the story. Uh, but again, the two leads, Andy Samberg and Christian Milotti, they make a fantastic on-screen couple. As a viewer, I am instantly drawn into their world and to their relationship. I'm rooting for them the first interaction on screen, at the wedding party, at Palm Springs. Uh, they both have great comedic timing. They know how to play off each other. And uh, I absolutely love this uh, their, their weird friendship. And just watching it grow over the course of the movie as, as uh, they go through this Groundhog Day time loop facing each other's demons. And not only do they grow, but they become better people because of the time loop and because of each other. I, I love that. I think it's a sweet little movie. Uh, I think my two takeaways are their relationship and the director and the writer committing to movie rules. You know, I think that's what takes this movie above and beyond. Performances, relationships, and, and the world building is what will give this movie a long shelf life. It has all the beats that you want from a rom-com, uh, from a time loop movie, and it has that occasional weird quirkiness that makes it stick out from uh, the, the other, air quotes, <laughs> other movies. Like, this movie really has a, um, a playful tone to it that I dig. Again, it's quirky, it's weird, uh, it's, uh, it can be raunchy, it's got some pretty intense violence. Not much, but one scene especially concerning J.K. Simmons' character. Remember, in this world, pain is real. All right, but it's uh, again, it's also sweet and refreshing. And much props again to the writer and the director. These guys made the whole thing click. Um, I don't have their names uh, written down, but uh, this this could have easily been a red box movie of the week. Just blink and you miss it. But I think it has a lot more than that. Um, it takes a lot to make something like this seem bigger and better than movie of the week, especially with the small budget they were working with. And as small as it is, it feels big. Bigger than what it is. And these guys have only worked, I think, on a few short films, a few documentaries. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what their next project is. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm going to throw this out there into the universe, see what happens. But they have this uh, MCU style to them. I think they would fit perfectly in the MCU. They do quirky and sweet really well. Kind of what the uh, MCU uh, it, it was built on. Again, just throwing that out there, bring the two lead actors uh, with them, and let's rock out something in Phase 4, give them, I don't know, fuck it, uh, Ant-Man 3, uh, do a Nova movie, Fantastic Four, something they could have fun with. Um, I also want to add that I think the uh, the runtime for Palm Springs is perfect at 90 minutes. I've watched it three times now, I've never been bored, and uh, guys, this movie is so hard to dislike. I, I don't know anybody who doesn't like this movie. I think it's a perfect little summer movie. My entire family loves it. Uh, everything about this movie puts a huge smile on my face. After this movie was over, actually, my daughter and I had a, uh, a conversation about what it would look like as a, a series. Like, what if Hulu explored this magical cave in different settings over time? You know, how about the cavemen? You know, I don't know. There's dinosaurs in this movie. Spoilers. <laughs> they might uh, have something to do with, uh, with drugs. But anyway, I think it could make a pretty interesting series, especially if this magical cave 
has entrances all over the world, dimensions. I think this movie is layered enough that you can create a series out of it. I think you can have a lot of fun with it. Um, I really do love this movie, guys. I think you guys should check it out. Get a free Hulu trial. Uh, borrow Seth Fisher's Hulu. <laughs> um, throw down a couple bucks and get Hulu for a month, man. They also have What We Do in the Shadows, which I'm going to be binge-watching really soon. So go get Hulu. Go watch Palm Springs. Go watch What We Do in the Shadows. And fucking enjoy. Anyway, those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Is Palm Springs a good addition to the time loop subgenre? Would you put it right up there with Groundhog Day? Is it the best movie so far of 2020? Please let me know. Thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, peace out.